All right, y'all. So I have a fun, different episode for y'all today where you get to listen in on some coaching. I have not shared a coaching call on an episode with y'all for a long time, but on today's episode, you're actually going to hear two new voices. Kim and Jenny run the homeschool well together. And so they were both on this coaching call with me, which fun side note, I actually, um, we are actually homeschooling our kids. So that was fun for me to get to use my skill set to help them. Um, so in this episode, you're going to hear me asking a lot of questions around their business um, and how they help people because this specifically informs their SEO strategy and their content strategy. And sometimes, especially if people are verbal processors, I get more information and more useful information in the coaching call and in conversation than maybe they provided in the intake form. So I did already know a lot about their business before we did this call, but a lot of the conversation draws out those things that will help create a great SEO strategy that's also authentic. So a couple things that I want you to listen in for. Email strategy, we talk email content strategy, we talk their SEO and keyword strategy. We also talk a tiny bit in this episode about their website copy and a couple of things about the just formatting their website for better sales. And then we dive into keyword research, but you're also towards the end of the episode going to hear some really very practical tips on implementing your keywords into your blog strategy. Obviously we talked way more than y'all will hear in this 20 minute episode, but I want you to lean in and just try to listen and see how you can apply some of these principles to your business. I know that I learn and have learned a ton from hearing other people be coached. So just take this as like my gift to you and some free coaching that you can apply to your business and your SEO strategy. All right, y'all, we're going to dive on in. Hey there, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to Simple SEO and Marketing with me, Faith Hannon. Do you want to grow your business with organic marketing and finally feel like you can understand SEO? Are you scouring the internet for how to get more website traffic, SEO for dummies, and how to market on Pinterest? Have you tried to grow your business with SEO and blogging only to get frustrated and quit because it's overwhelming and too time consuming? Been there. (laughs) Hey, I'm Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, copywriter, blogger, wife, wrangler of tiny humans, and barrel racer. And let me tell you, I didn't have time to waste sorting through SEO and keyword strategies that either didn't work or were so over my head I couldn't understand them. I honestly thought that SEO and blogging only worked for people with a PhD in tech jargon and a whole team of employees. Until I learned these secrets, good SEO strategies don't have to be complicated and creating and marketing great content doesn't have to take more than a couple hours a week total. So pop in those earbuds, slam some coffee, and let's grow your business with simple organic marketing and a healthy dose of biblical encouragement along the way. We're so excited to just hear all the things um, and have a professional's viewpoint of what we're doing because we we felt really uh frustrated lately for sure yeah well you know growing an online business is not for the faint of heart so i understand 
feeling frustrated, um, but we'll get you some direction. So tell me a little bit about kind of where you guys are at in business. So we have uh, three or four paid members, and then we sell uh, piecemeal things in our shop. If you look at our shop, there's a few curriculum-based type of things there. Uh, there's some freebies that are really like some lead magnets that we, we've used in the past. And then you'll see the coaching and the evaluation and the jump rope team. The bulk of where we're making money for the last six months has been evaluations, which is not something that we wanted to do at all, but we we can do it, you know, and it's evaluating. Oh, it's homeschool evaluations for the state of Florida. Okay, so, so like, walk me through like what 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 all you're evaluating. So uh, every mm-hmm. every homeschool family in the state of Florida needs a homeschool evaluation. Okay. And so the parents um, seek us out to fulfill that legal need. So we are evaluating homeschool portfolios, uh, work samples from kids, lesson plans from moms. Um, you know, how they're keeping their lesson plans according to how the law for the mandate for the state of Florida is. So the portfolio requires the work samples, the lesson plans, and then like a curriculum list. We have to have a discussion with the student. So it's basically, if you were to think about it into public school terms, mm-hmm. it's a parent-teacher conference is basically okay. what it is. Okay. How big is your email list? 250. 250, okay. And do you have any idea what your average open rate is and how often are you sending out emails? We send them every day, Monday through Friday, and our average rate is around between 30 and 40. And what kind of content are you sending out in your emails? On Mondays, we send like encouraging stuff. On Tuesdays, we do, we announce either our new blog or podcast. On Wednesdays, we share like, a song like a worship song kind of and relate it to being well and thursdays we do like a um buy our stuff type of thing like a sales email and then fridays we do like a freebie okay and how much time does your email take you each week taking a lot Mm -hmm. that's a lot of emails it is a lot of emails i know so here's my question to you do you as a homeschool mom do you have time to read five emails a week and take action on all of them? No. Okay, so I would cut, uh, for, right off the bat, I'd cut that in half at least. Okay. Uh, just because you want whatever you're doing to serve your person where they're at. Yeah. You know, and God bless you for writing that much content. <laughs> bless you, but like <laughs> a lot. Listen, this is a business model that we learned that they were like, oh yeah, you gotta send out five emails a week. Who yeah. has to read that? I don't know. Yeah. And we, I do, mean, we need to cut back. So we're like killing ourselves and making no money. So, yes. Yeah. No. And that, that makes sense. And it, you, I, send two, I send two emails a week. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I have a, and I have an intern that uploads them. So I just write everything out and she uploads it. Yeah. Because uploading takes a crap ton of time. Right. You know, and I'm in the place I can do that, right? But prior yeah. to that, yeah. I was like, I can do one. Yeah. I can do one really good one. Right. Um, so I would cut that first. Like, okay. and let your email list know. Like, we're going to revamp. Like, tell them 
we're going to do blah, 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 one or two, whatever you decide on, definitely let them know, you know, your, um, your new content for the week, you know, either in the same email or like the Friday or whenever you release your content. But you can take like, if you're like, hey, we've got a worship song that we love this week. We've got a, um, you know, a new story or something like that. Like, just pop that in the bottom. Like, that doesn't need a whole email. Yeah. Do you guys don't, do you, do you know who Ashlyn Carter is? Mm-mm. Okay, so she's one of my favorite copywriters, and her emails are ones I actually read. I hate emails. Utterly loathe. Utterly loathe them. My, <laughs> husband, my husband is at inbox zero every day of his life. Wow. <laughs> Bless him. And I'm like, son, can't. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> inbox zero every day? I don't even. I sign up for so much crap that I just look through real quick at the subject lines and go, okay, I'll read that one. Right. Yeah. But he's the exception, right? I, he's, yeah. he's precious. I love him. I'm like, what are you? No. <laughs> anyway, most people don't do that. But Ashlyn Carter's emails are always my favorite because it's the, like, as a footnote, she's like, here's a tech tip and a link. To, here's a tech tip. Here's a hot copywriting tip. Here's something I'm reading. Here's something I'm watching. I mean, like, fun connection stuff. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't need this whole email. Okay. I agree. So, yeah, if you want an example, hers is a great one, but really it doesn't have to be that, that much. So that will trim down your content creation time by a lot and eventually make that content more effective because you're reaching your people with it and they're actually consuming it. So now let's talk about your website traffic. Okay. So this is search console. This is fine. Um, This will give me good enough data. Okay. Um, so you're getting in the last 28 days, I'll walk you through what this means. In the last 28 okay. days, you've had 4.48 thousand impressions. That means somebody has seen your content on Google 4,000 times. Your stuff has popped up. That's good. However, only 81 clicks, which yeah. means that you're, which means that you're either positioning yourself wrong or your titles are poop. Um, but you're, you're getting seen, which is exciting. Right. Now I'm on your website. Where's your blog? Um, I moved. Well, someone told us that it was too much stuff at the top. So I put it down at the bottom, but now it can't be found. It's in the menu at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. I would rework that. Okay. And then this button needs to lead to a paid thing. This is the most valuable okay. button on your Can I, website. Please. We've gotten different advice, but I like up. that better. Yeah. We've gotten every other person we talk to tells us the different thing. Put the buy thing there. Oh gosh, take that buy thing off and put the free lead magnet. Put the buy thing there. Take, do you understand? So I guess we just do whatever works, but nothing's nothing has worked yet. You know what I this mean? This isn't working. So. We've done both. Donald Miller, who wrote Building a Story Brand, and mm-hmm. is probably the most brilliant marketing mind in our country, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, he teaches a lot of people, and they make a lot of money. Yeah. He said yeah. that's, that's a buy now spot because this is the yeah. most about that right there is the most valuable spot on your whole website because yeah. the eye pattern goes like this. Right. So if you want a buy now button here. 
and a buy now button here. Some website platforms will allow you to put two buttons there and you put a freebie um, and a buy now. We could do that. Now let's look at keywords. Okay, so this is Uber Suggest. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this. Yes, I've done some of it. And I've only played around with it. I haven't done anything strategic or anything, really. Um, so with your current audience size, I'm going to keep your keywords pretty small. Because if we go too big, you're going to just drown. Um, okay, free homeschool resources. Whoa. Okay. Um, homeschooling tips, homeschool coach. Okay, so what I'm going to do, so when I say small, I'm looking at the volume. When I'm talking size of keywords, I'm always looking at the volume. Now, the cost per click doesn't really matter because you're not advertising. You're not using these words in your advertisements. But that gives us a good indication of are people paying to get found for this word or not? And if so, how valuable is this to Google? Right. So like sometimes that cost per click means that there's not very many people searching for that. So it's a small word and they're not like they're, they're spending too much on that. Right. But sometimes it means if there's like a ton of search volume and the paid difficulty is really high, then we know that it's super competitive in the ad space. Now, and so we would. Well, so we would not want to choose words like that because we're small. Super high. But really, I I look more at the search difficulty, the SD, mm -hmm. the SEO difficulty. Um, I just wanted to explain that, what that is. So the SEO difficulty um, for all of these is fine. I'm not worried about it. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to add these to a list, and then I will give, I will give you all a list of keywords after this call. And so when you say keywords, so these words should be going in the titles of our blog posts. No. Okay, so what we'll do is your, it's called your on-page SEO, your on-page keywords. Those are, we can do, go bigger for those. So those will be like your 1500 to 3500 range, depending on how authentic it is to what you do. And those will go in your page titles your meta descriptions, and your H1 text. It's H1 text? That's, are those headings? Yes, but it's your main heading. You get one chunk of H1 text per page. And I don't know how much Kajabi lets you manipulate that. Um, not, I'm not saying you need to switch. I just don't know. Because on, like, Squarespace, mm -hmm. your H1 text has to be at the very top of the page. There's no arguing with Squarespace about that. But on ShowIt or WordPress, you can put your H1 wherever in the heck you want, which mm -hmm. can be good, can be bad. Um, I think you can put it anywhere. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll find key, we'll find a good keyword. I mean, I call it your goal keyword, or mm -hmm. like your home and your about page, or maybe your home and your service services page just a general term that I use for like your coaching or whatever you're selling yeah. and we'll integrate that into your page title because right now your page title, let me show your page title. 
So right now your page title is nothing on your home page. It's just the homeschool well. Um, and then join our community for support, blog, store, podcast, which is typical. Most people don't know how to put keywords in their, in their page titles. But what we will do is we'll go in and write your page title so that it's the homeschool well, bar, free homeschooling resources, or something that pulls with the right size of keywords that's authentic to what people will find on that page. And then you're taking advantage of this really valuable SEO space with the good keywords. Got it. And then this right here, this is your meta description. This we are an online homeschool, that's your meta description, which Google will create for you if you don't write it. And sometimes Google does a good job and sometimes they don't. But I'd rather write it myself because I'm smarter than Google, as are you. <laughs> so um, we want to homeschooling help for parents. So like blogs, you could write a blog about homeschooling help for parents. Homeschooling help for parents with children with special needs. Four resources with, uh, for homeschooling help for parents with an annoying three-year-old who won't leave them alone and let them educate the first grader or whatever. But you can only use it once. You can only use that keyword once in a blog. Otherwise, you're cannibalizing on yourself and you're competing against yourself for a spot on that search results page. You only use it once in a blog and then we don't write about that again. You so only you make that the focus of one blog. Okay. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Because otherwise, and it's one of those things like you just have to sometimes get a little creative with your keyword focus phrase mm -hmm. um, for the blog. But you can like you can still write about homeschooling help for parents or things that help parents homeschool. You just have to find a different keyword to work into your title and your H2 text throughout the page. And the H2 text is the other headings, which I never use in a blog ever. I don't even. You have to. You need to. Okay. Because what that does is that using your using a keyword in your H2 text tells Google that, hey, this is important. They're not just putting this keyword in the title and then willy-nilly never writing about it or only writing about it in the paragraph text because the paragraph, like think about it as, you know, outlining an essay. When you outlined an essay, you know, old school Roman numeral style, like your most important points were your, your main Roman numerals and then your A's, B's, and ones and twos. Okay, and see here, like teaching ADHD kids, zero searches. Right. Learning with ADHD. Mm -hmm. And you could you could write an entirely different blog on that, you know. Three ways to understand right. your child and their and learning with ADHD. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, I've listened to your podcast, but then I couldn't figure out how to, like, translate it to my thing. <laughs> oh, okay. my God, I don't know where to put this. It's okay. It's okay. And some of it, I can be a very visual learner yeah. at times. And so sometimes I'm like, 
just show me like just yeah Yeah. I just needed you to hold my hand and say here's what you do (laughs) it's okay so you'll find a keyword focus the way that I plan blog content or podcast content or whatever is I figure out what I want to talk about and what's going to fit my audience and serve my audience and then I do keyword research around that idea right because if I do keyword research first I just it's not fun yeah and then I don't do it yeah so that's that's what works for me and once you kind of figure out that oh I just need to manipulate the language not in like a liar liar way but like how to make this work for search engines and still sound like a human once you figure that out then it's like oh I can just go do that and you can do this part with the free plugin from uber suggest right yes like you I mean I'm I'm all for buying uber suggest but like not until you need to all right y'all there it is there is just a snippet of Jenny and Kim's SEO and keyword strategy call We worked through a ton of things, worked out their page titles, their H1 text, some of their website copy, and just really got them set up for a solid SEO and keyword strategy moving forward. I'm excited to hear how all of that's been going for them. And if y'all are still just struggle blessing through your SEO strategy, your keyword strategy, your content strategy, then book a coaching call. Beginning in March, I am taking coaching clients again and on a very limited basis because I got that little baby I want to cuddle y'all. So get one of those spots booked so that you can stop guessing at what's really going to get you traction and traffic from and to your website. It's fine. It's finally time to harness the power of SEO. Please take advantage of SEO and great long form, long lasting SEO strategies to get the right people to your website ready to purchase. The link to book those calls is in the show notes. So hop on over, get that call booked, get it on the calendar. Spots will sell out. And I'm excited to be able to help y'all with that again. So you just don't even have to guess about what keywords to use and where we'll get that all figured out for you and tied up in a pretty little bow. All right, y'all talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening in today. Hopefully this episode gave you some really tangible tips for better SEO and marketing to get more leads and more sales from your website. If it did, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you please share this episode with a friend and then just take 10 seconds and go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is the very best way to help more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs scale their businesses so that they can help more people with their gifts and make an even bigger impact for the kingdom of God. And guess what? We now have a Facebook community where we can learn, hang out, and laugh. Go join the Facebook group now. It's linked in the show notes. And all the other things, courses, coaching, and copywriting can be found at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.